Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Hello, fellow patriots, fellow occupants of the basket of deplorables. Greetings, welcome, salutations, and final day of August alohas to you. Can you believe it? Man, where did the uh, summer go? Labor Day coming up right around the corner. Great to have you along. Hour number four of the Bobby Mack Show, the Monday, Monday, can't trust that day edition. And as always, your input is invited, encouraged, and welcomed. Here is how you join me and take part in the conversation today. Just give me a call. Use the Ingalls Advantage talk line number 800-347-1063. If you prefer to text, the Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is there for you, 71307. The president, following Joe Biden emerging from his subterranean basement briefly today to do an appearance in uh, Pittsburgh, the president is uh, doing his news conference from the White House this evening. Let's uh, rejoin and listen to a bit of that. The problem ended. But I have to see the people that did such a good job for me, and we're meeting with numerous people, and we have tremendous support in the state of Wisconsin. So I promise them when it all gets taken care of, we'll go. concerns, though, that it could exacerbate tensions and increase violence. Do you give any uh, consideration? Well, it could also increase enthusiasm, and it could increase uh, love and respect for our country. And that's why I'm gone, because they did a fantastic job. As soon as I called and told them, let's go, uh, the whole problem stopped. That was, what, six days ago? Yeah, Jeff? Uh, Mr. President, why are you not meeting with the family of Jacob Blake while you're there? Well, I spoke with the pastor, wonderful man, the family's pastor, and uh, I thought it would be better not to do anything where there are lawyers involved. Uh, They wanted me to speak, but they wanted to have lawyers involved, and I thought that was inappropriate, so I didn't do that. But I did speak with the pastor of the family, who's a fine man, a wonderful man, and uh, I think we had a great talk. And uh, I may at some point, you know, do that, but they, they did have a lawyer that wanted to be on the phone, and I said, no, that's inappropriate, but I just gave my best regards. Uh, But again, I spoke with the pastor. Yeah, please. I have a question on coronavirus, but first, you were just criticizing Joe Biden, saying he didn't mention the far left or Antifa. 
during his speech today, you said you wanted to talk about left-wing political violence. Yeah. But I noticed you did not mention that your supporters were also in Portland this weekend, firing paintball guns at people, some form of pepper spray. So do you want to also take this chance to condemn what your supporters did? Well, I understand they had large numbers of people that were supporters, but that was a peaceful protest. And paint is not, and paint is a defensive mechanism, paint is not bullets. Uh, your supporters, your supporters, and they are your supporters indeed, uh, shot a young gentleman who, uh, and killed him, not with paint, but with a bullet. And I think it's disgraceful. These people, they protested peacefully. They went in very peacefully. And I'll tell you what they're protesting. They're protesting when they turn on television or read whatever they may be reading, and they see a city like Chicago, where 78 people were shot and 13 died, or a city like New York, where the crime rate has gone through the roof, or a city like Portland, where the, the entire city is ablaze all the time, and a mayor says, we don't want any help from the federal government. When these people turn that on and they see that, they say, this is not our country. This is not our country. That was a peaceful protest, totally. But it was a supporter okay. of yours, go Mr. Ahead, President. Yeah, go ahead, please. That was an interesting situation. You saw the same tape as I saw. And uh, he was trying to get away from them, I guess, it looks like. And he fell. And then they very violently attacked him. And it was something that we're looking at right now, and it's under investigation. But uh, I, I guess he was in very big trouble. He would have been, I, he probably would have been killed. But it's under, it's under investigation. Do you think private citizens should be taking I'd like to see law enforcement take care of everything. I think everything should be taken care of, law enforcement. But again, we have to give our cops back, our police back their dignity, the respect. They're very talented people. They're strong. They're tough. They can do the job. But we've taken it away. We don't want to have, when somebody makes a mistake, he chokes. Or in some cases, you have bad cops, so we have to take care of that. In other cases, they choke. They're under, they have a quarter of a second, a quarter of a second to make a decision. And sometimes they make the wrong decision. If they make the wrong decision, you know if they make the wrong decision in the other direction, they're probably dead. So they choke sometimes. And that goes on the evening news for weeks. And the thousands and tens of thousands of great things they do, nobody covers that. Nobody writes about that. But if they make a mistake, and again, the bad cops, everybody agrees they have to be very tough on bad cops. But sometimes you have a cop or a police person who is a good, a good police person, right? Good. But they choke. You know the timing, and they go through this, and they study this, and they work on it all the time. They literally have a quarter of a second to make some of these decisions. And they make a wrong decision, and it's very devastating. But I will say this. Uh, I honor law enforcement. We wouldn't be here right now if it wasn't for law enforcement. We have to stop this horrible left-wing ideology that seems to be permeating our country. And basically, it's weakness. It's weakness on behalf of Democrat politicians or Republicans. We don't have problems. You take a look at our cities. Our cities are doing very well. They're safe. They're secure. I spent a lot of time in Texas, uh, as you know, just a couple of days ago. And 
I was with the governor of Texas, Greg Abbott. He was explaining they wouldn't put up with it for a minute. They just don't have the kind of problems that other people have. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. All right, so uh, President Trump speaking from the White House this afternoon. As I mentioned, uh, Joe Biden, the uh, Democrat nominee opposing President Trump, emerged from his uh, subterranean lair earlier today and in uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And uh, as President Trump said, uh, made uh, no reference to uh, Antifa. He did say uh, he did speak out against violence uh, because obviously uh, even people like Don Lemon at CNN uh, were advising uh, the Democrat Party and saying, look, uh, Trump is is uh, gaining in the polls uh, because he is standing in opposition to all this anarchy in the streets. And you guys have got to say something about this uh, because it appears you're on the side of Antifa and BLM, which, of course, they are. Which is why even when Biden makes a passing reference to a violence, uh, not being peaceful protest, uh, he uh, he doesn't go so far as to even mention uh, BLM or uh, Antifa. In on the uh, text line 71307, Bobby, did Biden see his shadow six more months of this BS? Uh, Hassan been sober. <laughs> uh, Bob, amazing true fact, once every 12 years, my birthday falls on Labor Day. Happy birthday, to Stephen, in advance, in advance. Uh, Bobby, we have resources that do one thing, and that's follow the money. That said, I have to think Trump already knows who is funding Antifa and BLM, and it's bigger than George Soros, and I think state-sponsored. Yeah, I would suggest, um, as the president uh, himself might say, China. Yes, China. Uh, Bobby Mack, please let me know how to find the new figures given about the 6% actual deaths for the Wuhan virus. Thank you from uh, Diana in Powdersville. There are a lot of places on the web that have the story. Zero Hedge is one. Whatfinger.com is another. Uh, the story about uh, the CDC releasing uh, documents, well, actually posting them on their website publishing a report stating that just 6% of COVID-19 deaths listed the only cause of death as coronavirus and no other contributing factors. Quote, for 6% of the deaths, COVID-19 was the only cause mentioned for deaths with conditions or causes in addition to COVID-19 on average there were 2.6 additional conditions or causes per death. So based on the CDC's data, 94% of people have died with coronavirus along with one or more underlying health issues. The CDC's August 28th update stated there were 167,558 COVID-19 total deaths, which means 10,053 died solely of coronavirus alone with no other health conditions. Okay. 16 after 6 here on the Bobby Mack Show. Take a quick break here and then be right back with more. Still on the way, today's edition of Amazing 
True Facts. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Welcome back. 621 now here on the Bobby Mack Show on Monday. As we go back to the phones, uh, let's uh, welcome in uh, Christina, who is in Spartanburg. Hi, Christina, and welcome to the show. Hello, Bob McClain. How are you? It's so nice to hear your voice. Thank you. I, uh, to, uh, I am so far so good is how I am. Well, I, I want to um, uh, talk about something that I think you've already talked about, but uh, I don't think you can say this too often. Beginning September 2nd, the South Carolina Senate will meet to consider which election laws to change due to COVID-19. Right. And then the House will do the same beginning on the on the 15th of September. In the spirit of you never want a serious crisis to go to waste. Correct. Democrats are once again pushing for changes to the South Carolina election laws, which will endanger the validity of the November election. So among the proposed changes are unattended ballot drop boxes, mail-in voting, and removing the witness requirement for absentee ballots. And I heard on, on this wonderful radio station recently that we're the only country that even thinks about doing this kind of thing. Yeah, it's nuts. It's just absolutely it's nuts. nuts. It's an invitation to fraud. It is. And so so I'm asking um, in the name of... W-O-R-D, <laughs> that people please contact their state senators and state reps and the governor and tell them to maintain election integrity. It's important. Yeah, it's it's vital because we know uh, the Democrats are past masters at cheating on Election Day, uh, not only with mail-in ballots, but with the ballot harvesting uh, that we've seen in California where they go around and they just round up. You know, in California, uh, they have uh, real-time tallies. So they can look at, say, Orange County and see that they are 500 votes behind in one race in real time. And so they rush out and they uh, get 500 ballots and or 700 or 800. 
and uh, take them down and make sure they get turned in in time. And, uh, and the way this works, they have down to a science. There's a big piece today at the New York Post uh, with uh, a guy who is a master at voter fraud uh, detailing how he goes about doing it. And I'm going to share that with you coming up. Oh, cool. Well, uh, it, it, I think it all started with Lyndon Johnson, who, who managed to get people to vote in alphabetical order. Remember that? <laughs> <laughs> that, was, uh, that was pretty good to do. Uh, and of course, Lyndon. <laughs> yeah, landslide Lyndon Johnson, how a, a high school history teacher uh, ended up uh, becoming president of the United States uh, f- purely uh, from the will of the people, whether they knew That's it or right. not. That's right. Well, many thanks for letting me make this announcement. And I appreciate it. And I'll go back to listening. Thanks, Christine. Appreciate it very much. Here is this piece at the New York Post. Confessions of a voter fraud. I was a master at fixing mail-in ballots. A top Democrat operative says voter fraud, especially with mail-in ballots, is no myth. And he knows he knows this because he has been doing it on a grand scale for decades. The political insider who spoke on condition of anonymity because he's afraid of being prosecuted, said fraud is more the rule than the exception. His dirty work has taken him through the weeds of municipal and federal elections in Patterson, Atlantic City, Camden, Newark, Hoboken, and Hudson County, and his fingerprints can be found in local legislative, mayoral, and congressional races across the Garden State. Some of the biggest names and highest office holders in New Jersey have benefited from his tricks, according to campaign records the New York Post reviewed. Quote, an election that is swayed by 500 votes, 1,000 votes, it can make a difference, the tipster said. It could be enough to flip states. This is a real thing, and there's going to be an effing war coming November 3rd over this stuff. If they knew how the sausage was made, they could fix it. Mail-in voting can be complicated, tough enough that 84,000 New Yorkers had their mailed votes thrown out in the June 23rd Democrat presidential primary for incorrectly filling them out. But for political pros, they're a piece of cake. In New Jersey, for example, it begins with a blank mail-in ballot delivered to a registered voter in a large envelope. Inside the packet is a return envelope, a certificate of mail-in voter, which the voter must sign, and the ballot itself. That's when the election rigor springs into action. The ballot has no specific security features, such as a stamp or a watermark, so the insider said he would just make his own ballots. I just put the ballot through the copy machine, and it comes out the same way. But the return envelopes are more secure than the ballot. You could never recreate the envelope, he said, so they had to be collected from real voters. His operatives would then fan out, going house to house, convincing voters to let them mail completed ballots on their behalf as a public service. The fraudster and his minions would then take the sealed envelopes home and hold them over boiling water, steaming them open, You have to steam it to loosen the glue. He would then remove the real ballot, place his counterfeit ballot inside the signed certificate, and reseal the envelope. Five minutes per ballot tops, he said. 
The insider said he took care not to stuff the fake ballots into just a few public mailboxes, but to sprinkle them around town, that way avoiding the attention that foiled a sloppy voter fraud operation in Patterson, New Jersey, in their city council race this year, where 900 ballots were found in just three mailboxes. If they had spread them all in different mailboxes, nothing would have happened and they would have gotten away with it, he said. The tipster said sometimes postal employees are in on the scam. You have a postman who is a rabid anti-Trump guy, and he's working in some Republican stronghold. He can take those filled out ballots, and knowing 95% are going to a Republican, just throw them in the garbage. Hitting up assisted living facilities and helping the elderly fill out their absentee ballots was a gold mine of votes, he said. There are nursing homes where the nurse is actually a paid operative and they go room by room by room to these old people who still want to feel like they're relevant. They literally fill the ballot out for them. He pointed to former Jersey City Mayor Gerald McCann sued in 2007 after a razor thin victory for a local school board seat for allegedly tricking incompetent and sick residents of nursing homes into casting ballots for him. McCann denied it, though did admit to assisting nursing home residents with absentee ballot applications. When all else failed, the insider would send operatives to vote live in polling stations, particularly in states like New Jersey and New York, which do not require voter ID. Pennsylvania also, for the most part, does not. The best targets were registered voters who routinely skip presidential or municipal elections, information which is publicly available. You fill out these index cards with that person's name and district, and you go around the city and say, you're going to be so-and-so, you're going to be him, the insider said of how he dispatched his teams of dirty tricksters. At the polling place, the fake voter would sign in, get in line, and vote. The imposters would simply pretend to be the real voter. With mail-in ballots, partisans from both parties hash out and count ballots at the local board of elections, debating which ballots make the cut and which need to be thrown out. The insider said any ballots offered up by him or his operation would come with a bent corner along the voter certificate, which contains the voter signature, so Democratic Board of Election counters would know the fix was in and not to object to that ballot. It doesn't stay bent, but you can tell it's been bent. Until the certificate is approved, the ballot doesn't matter. They don't get to see the ballot unless they approve the certificate. There is nothing new about these techniques, says Hans von Spakovsky, a senior legal fellow at Heritage Institute who manages their election law reform initiative. Everything he's talking about is perfectly possible. And you think they won't do it? They have it down to a science. 631 here on the Bobby Mac Show. By the way, if you'd like to read this piece in its entirety, it is on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash 1063WORD. 631, right back with the last half of the bonus hour here on Monday.
Oh, by the way, Money Penny, we're going to go ahead and get to uh, ATF here coming up momentarily. Uh, first of all, let me uh, catch up with the uh, text line 71307. Uh, everyone has an Uncle Bob. You're mine, and you're not weird like Uncle Joe. Keep fighting the good fight, sir. Spasibo. Well, Bolshoi. Spasibo. Uh, Bobby Joey Gibson from uh, Patriot, uh, Patriot Prayer may be on Clyde Lewis tonight. He has been in the past, and that group has never been anything but respectful as our Oath Keepers. But, of course, uh, the propagandists in the media keep labeling them as extreme right-wing, unlike, of course, BLM or Antifa, who uh, get a pass. Right. Uh, Bobby, I'm calling for a national holiday for Election Day. <laughs> Bobby, I think the 17-year-old had every right to help fight terrorists. I commend him. We all need to stand against these anti-Americans and fight for what is right. Uh, Bobby, why do we only hear in the news that Jacob Blake was uh, Jacob Blake was shot uh, six or seven times in the back and nothing about his being tased twice and uh, putting a police officer in a headlock, much less the knife. Fox News Radio turns more left than a NASCAR driver. That's a lot of left. Uh, Bobby, I'm content with President Trump, uh, Tr- President Trump stopping just short of condoning the uh, man arrested in Kenosha. Defending that man is the right thing to do, in, in my opinion. I wish Trump would have elaborated on the circumstances involved in a community where politicians keep law enforcement at bay I think it's simply an example of the Second Amendment. Uh, Bobby, type Antifa.com into Google, and it takes you straight to Joe Biden's website, his fundraising page. Yeah. Uh, Bobby, OMG, can you imagine uh, President uh, uh, George W. or Romney answering uh, these questions? Yeah. Uh, there is more on uh, this young man, Mr. Rittenhouse, and I'm, I'm going to get to that uh, because uh, his lawyers now say they have video evidence that proves the shootings were acts of self-defense. Somebody had asked uh, earlier uh, about that on the text line. Where was that? Uh, bum Uh, Yeah, here it is. Uh, Bobby, I have no side, but the 17-year-old was under attack. Where was his weapon at that moment? Just suddenly appeared? No. Uh, He had his AR-15 in a sling carry around his neck. All right. Okay, here we go. Uh, Let's uh, uh, go ahead and uh, get to uh, ATF for today. And uh, here is Gary Goodvoice. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, Bob McClain presents Amazing, Amazing, True, True. Thank you, Gary. And joined uh, today by at least one Bobette, uh, Miss Moneypenny, in the studio. Hello. I believe little Annie uh, may have uh, may be involved in uh, news gathering duties at the moment, so we will uh, proceed. Uh, hey, here's just what you need. Amazon has unveiled a new fitness tracker called the Halo brand. There's a feature on it called Tone. That tracks your voice and tells you if you're being a jerk. 
The AI in it, the artificial intelligence, analyzes your voice and tells you what you sound like to other people uh, with things like happy, hopeful, confused, worried, affectionate, bored, apologetic, and it's supposed to help with communication skills at work and in relationships. The promo video really focuses on the relationship part. There's a guy sleeping on the couch after a fight with his wife. He checks his Halo app and realizes he wasn't being supportive and apologizes to her. Social well-being is important to your health, too. When the tone feature is enabled, Halo analyzes the tone of your voice throughout the day to help you better understand how you may sound to others. Like, maybe you thought you sounded affectionate, but actually sounded bored. Maybe in the future you can do a better job complimenting her talents. With Halo, you can make sure what people hear with their ears matches what comes from your heart. Mm-hmm. Oh, I so want to put one of those in here. <laughs> does does it does it have a feature where I can tell the voice of a Halo band that it that she's sounding bossy? I doubt it. I doubt it too. It also does normal stuff: count your steps, track your sleeping patterns. Ninety-nine bucks on Amazon, but but wait, there's more. You, you can request early access and get it for 65 bucks right now. Uh, did I mention you have to subscribe to the tracking app for $4 a month? First six months are free. Just what we need, Money Penny, being tracked in yet one more way. Well, that's why we buy it and leave it here. <laughs> you know, no one goes anywhere. What, what Do they live yeah. at the radio station? Yes. Could come in handy. See, when you pre-screen callers, right. you could use a Halo app. Wait a minute. This person sounds confused, See? angry, uh, whatever. That would be great. <laughs> or just to analyze the, the, the callers I hear over the air, too. Yeah. You but know, I think, uh, especially the ones that say they want to talk about one thing with me and then, and, and then and lie to their you. Mind. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Well, the halo after uh, this caller is lying. <laughs> They're really going to talk about Biden. They're, They're looking gonna, left. They're yeah. looking left. Here we go with today's Chinese flu insanity. Now they're telling me this. Now, scientists now say coronavirus can spread through buildings like apartments and offices through their toilets and drain pipes. One more way they can terrorize us and keep us living in fear. Uh, this guy uh, apparently is not all that familiar with uh, the way we're communicating and doing meetings these days. Why, Bob? What did he do? Well, uh, he is a government official in the Philippines. He accidentally joined a Zoom meeting with his camera on, so his staff... Got to see him <clears throat> in flagrante with his secretary. He is uh, going to be removed from his job and probably will be spotted in divorce court, would be my guess. <laughs> and there's, no, there's no way to say there's no evidence there. <laughs> yeah. uh, can, we, can we roll the video? Uh, no. <laughs> a, a former McDonald's worker is going viral for a video where she claims the ice cream machines, you know, they're always broken, right? Yes. Oh, I'm sorry, the ice cream machine is broken. Why is it? Uh, actually, they are just annoying to refill, so they don't always do it. Here's a, here's a few other reveals. 
Here are some secrets I know from working at McDonald's. First one, the ice cream machine is actually rarely broken, at least at my location. We just didn't want to change those heavy bags of shake mix. Asking for fries no salt is just annoying. Just say you want the fries drop fresh. Nine times out of 10, the fries are already dropped fresh. We're actually not allowed to take tips just in case you wanted to dip us, but I still took them though. The sweet tea was made in a mop bucket. Uh, wait a minute. Did, did, did she just say the sweet tea was made in a mop bucket? The sweet tea was made in a mop bucket. That's what I thought she said. Okay. Scratch that one off the order list. <laughs> there you go. There is a ATF for today. I'll take a, a quick break here and then be right back to wrap things up here on Monday on the Bobby Mack Show on WORD. Welcome back. 6.53 now. <laughs> 7 before 7 here on the Bobby Mack Show. Uh, in on the text line. Hey, Bob, don't knock Mickey D's in the mop bucket. Ever had beacon tea? They make it in the parking lot in a 55-gallon trash can. <laughs> I hope it's clean. I hope it's a brand new one. The first time I saw him doing it, I'd just taken a big swig. Uh, well. Was down to a plenty from uh, Mulder. Thank you, Mulder. Uh, Bobby, working late in the office one night, someone knocked on the door, scared uh, scared me uh, <clears throat> and my secretary. Gotcha. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, quickly, um, uh, a couple of days ago, we reported that uh, Lynn Wood, the uh, attorney for the uh, Kentucky high school boy. Uh, who sued and won against uh, CNN and uh, one of the Alphabet networks, they settled with him, has taken on the case of a Kyle Rittenhouse, the 17-year-old who has been hit with six charges stemming from the Tuesday night last bloodbath where he shot three men, killing two during a night of chaos. Wood is based in Atlanta but said he will be arguing the case in Wisconsin where his client is uh, has been extradited. And he also has brought in an attorney named... Uh, John Pierce, uh, to where he's a, a well-known uh, defense attorney as well. Um, the criminal complaint filed against uh, Mr. Rittenhouse cites as evidence several videos recorded by witnesses, including one where Rittenhouse can be heard calling a friend and uh, telling him, I just killed somebody. Coincidentally, he spoke to a reporter earlier in the evening and said he was there to help keep the peace and that he had brought a medical kit 
along with his AR-15 just in case. Uh, Wood, of course, won notoriety for representing Covington Catholic student Dick Sandman in his battle to seek compensation from the lamestream media, uh, including the Washington Post and CNN that had defamed the young man. Uh, Attorney John Pierce apparently will be working with Mr. Wood. Uh, John has taken the lead in helping form the hashtag Fight Back Foundation. Have a great evening. See you tomorrow. God bless. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 